So, hello and welcome to those Vicar blokes. Uh, said so again there. I'm Howell the Nerdy Vicar. And I'm Dave Coaches. And on this episode, we'll be talking about uh, the kings in the Bible. We'll be talking David and all them, not Dave Coaches, King David. And we'll be talking... Go on, yeah. Well, I was just going to say the beloved, but, you know... The that's beloved. me, not him, isn't it? Oh, oh you know? I don't know about you being beloved, but there we are. You love me. <laughs> you just don't want to admit it on the podcast. <laughs> not really. <laughs> Well, I do in a in a kind of nice way, in a yeah. kind of professional way. Um, we'll be talking about the news. We're talking about the schools falling down, all that. My daughter was gutted about that. She goes, oh, oh, it's Brimsham good shit. And I was just like, no, it's not. Yeah. She's like, ah, oh, no, you got to go back to school. Go back to school. And on the films, on the TV, we were talking about Doctor Who. What's she in now? Trust me, innit? Trust me, yeah. Trust me with Doctor Who, yeah. innit? Uh, so, Dave, what have you been up to this week, then? Um I've taken the two youngest kids to the doctors. That's fun, isn't it? They're both on antibiotics. Oh. That meant that one got back to school and the other still not got back to school. Oh, God. Um, the wife's had COVID. COVID? Yeah. Is that COVID. still a thing? It's still a thing. But apparently it's one in eight people. But I think it's more than that because five people at St. Saviour's had it at the same time without actually having seen each other. Oh, so right. That was quite interesting. But um, was, was she ill with it or was she all right? She was, she was ill for a few days. Sort of heavy cold and a and, yeah. a and a real headache sort of feeling. So she know she had COVID then. Well, we've still got some COVID tests. Have you? She was positive. I've been negative every day. All right. Um, but the twenty-year-old, he's he's tested positive. So um, he's, he's going to work today. All right. He, he was off for two days. Not sick, but he, he was off anyway. On the lane, like. No, no, no. He was. He was just. Oh, just not working. Like, yeah. Rotated on. So, but he's going in today, whether he tests positive or negative. But he feels a lot better. Well, right. Uh, but he's on probation, so it's oh, you better get so in then. Sickness, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to really have. You better get in. No, uh, so yeah, we've been other than medical stuff. With it all. So oh. yes, we've been a bit under the cosh. Oh, um, so yeah, just been surviving, if I'm honest, for the last week. Oh, it's a bit rubbish. Yeah, um, a little bit. Yeah, uh, I've had the kind of Andrews going to university goodbye tour. Um, so we had to go down to Aberdeen so we could say ta-ra to um, Grandad. And then we went over to my parents in Chepstow and uh, said ta to them. And then my sister came up uh, last Sunday afternoon. So we went over to the Fox for a meal over there. That was right. nice. Yeah. So that was good. So uh, his cousins came up and my sister and uh, her husband and all them. And it was a really nice afternoon. That was really. Good, yeah. 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 And, I went uh, into the Lamb at Iron Acton for lunch yesterday. That was nice. Was it? It's nice. Take advantage there. of the two for one. Two for one. He's so tight, Dave. He's well, so I, tight. I, so tight. There's nothing wrong with that. Two for one. It's quite. It's not an ad, though. Are we going to get sponsored by the Lamb, oh, lamb and Iron Acton? That would be then? nice, wouldn't it? Well, you I'll, have to go in there. I'll WhatsApp Tracy, the landlady, the link to the podcast and see if, if next time I go in, I get a free dinner. No, no, you'd be like both of us. You can't like rip it all off and say like I well, want the free dinner. It. Well, you go try it in the fox. Oh, they, they, oh, all right, yeah, I'll try it in the fox then. Yeah, because yeah. it was nice, fair play. Yeah, and we had all that, so that was good. So I'm taking him to university tomorrow. Uh, so we've had all the stress with all the nonsense. Yeah, where's he going? Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah. I tell you what was weird though, is on YouTube they've got my old halls of residence being blown up. So Lovely. if you put in, yeah, if you put in Stafford Tower uh, blown up or something like that, that's the name of the old tower block, right? right? It gets like, you can see it being blown up. And also as well, they've got one on there, Stafford Tower uh, fire alarm, which came up as well, where someone's videoed 
before he got blown up, obviously, a yeah. fire alarm going off in the middle of the night up there. So that brought back some memories from 25 years ago when... Oh, right, okay. You never went to uni, did you? So you no, didn't have no, the no. 2 o'clock in the morning no. fire alarms and all that then, so... Mm. No, none of that. Oh, it's all, it's all good fun. Yeah, so he's going to Birmingham, so that should be good. He, they live in luxury, though. It's disgusting, really. It's just like they have this huge kitchen with a sofa and all this stuff. You know, it's just ridiculous. We just had... We they got their own bedroom, their own bathroom in their bedroom, en suites, all that. Yeah, well, that all costs more, doesn't it? If you want that. Well, no, you can't get one that's not got that. Right. You can't. So it's expensive now, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can't get what I used to have, and then when I went, you could choose to have en suite, right? If you were posh, right? yeah. But I shared a bathroom with like twenty-four people because I was mean, right? Yeah. I wanted more. No, no. I wanted to spend more money on beer, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was the plan. The less grant on the rent, the more grant on beer, right? Yeah. But now the cheapest one, he's in the second cheapest one, and it's all like kind of, you know, posh uh, with all see. this. It's just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Oh, don't know they're born now, do they, kids? Don't know they're born. Well, they don't with that. It'll be nobody, you know, I'm going to say something controversial about showers in a you minute. So, so old. I was just so old. Shut up, Dad. You're so old. That's what it is. Shut up, Dad. You're so old. Do you get that on your phone as well when you're on your phone? Do your kids say to you, Oh, Dad, you're so old and your phone is painful. Oh, my God. No, no, I don't get that. Don't you? No. I get that all the time. No. So I, I, I struggle with the phone sometimes. So so I'm told. Yeah. So I'm not fast enough. No, no, I'm pretty quick. You You must use a swipe keyboard, though, surely. What's that? Well, you, you just drag your finger around the letters and it types it in. I don't know what oh, that no is. No wonder you're so old if you're still hitting every button. I'm still hitting every button. I oh. try to use my thumbs, but my thumbs are too big. Oh. And I hit yeah, the wrong button. you're wasting a lot of time. They're right. Oh, right. That's... So you're saying I'm really old. Yeah. Well, right. Older than me. Older than Only by yeah. you. Yeah, well. Anyway, that's enough of that. So as I'm old and irrelevant. Uh, so in this episode, we said what we're talking about. It's King David... We're talking about uh, the news, crumbling schools, and we're... Trust me. Trust me. So hold on for the music. So, and Dave, what's in the news this weekend? Well, in the, the big, big bit in the news is the fact that um, all of our schools are falling down. Oh, they- yeah, 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 they're falling down. We've known about it for a long time, and we've um, sat on our hands. So, it's something to do with rack, you know? What's yeah, rack? What so, is that? Um, it's aerated concrete. What on earth is so, aerated so they, concrete? So, they add some form of... Uh, you're, you're the blooming scientist. Yeah. But they add some form of explosive gas into they don't do it anymore they started it in the 1920s and it was to save money because it makes your concrete go further right so they basically add a explosive gas explosive gas it causes a little explosion right that then aerates the concrete to make it spread so the only way i can get my mind around it is a bit like um adding yeast to your your 
bread mixture yeah. in order that it grows. And that's what happens with the concrete. And it was easy to make into shapes in a, in a, in a mold. Yeah. In order to take it as it is and put it together in place. Well, that's how they... So it was used to cost-effectively make public buildings. Oh, right, um, yeah, yeah. During the 80s, 70s and 80s. Oh, I think I know what you mean. It, it's kind of like, um, it, there used to be this building site. Well, what happened was, when I was a kid, you used to be able to play on building sites, do you remember? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. We all used to do that. No, no, no we didn't. That, that, anyway, so anyway, we used to play on building sites when my house that I then lived in was being built, right? And um, basically, they used to have this concrete stuff. But if you smashed it up as you were bored, right, you, you'd see some... Which There was two bits of concrete, really. There's the concrete which was hard to smash up. Yeah. And there's the concrete which was easy to smash up, which had little sort of... It looked like an aero bar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's it. That's, a, yeah. That, I mean, that's aerated chocolate, isn't it? You know? Yeah, it's the oh, same you thing. Oh, yeah. hungry for an aero Ooh, bar, yeah. Peppermint aero coming my way on the way home. So, so the news is, really, that all across the country, there's these co- uh, concrete-like blocks which are full of air or some explosive yeah. gas or whatever. Which are all cracking. Well, no, the they, gas isn't dangerous, but, right. but they, they, they had a life expectancy of 30 years. Right. Oh, F- 50 at a push. Right, yeah. And nobody... And they put them up 50 years ago. Okay, so it's basically then a bit like, say, um, the Seven Bridge, right? Is Do you remember the Seven Bridge got brought, bought back by the Welsh government? Yeah. So now there's no tolls? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you drove over the old bridge, right, uh, just after or just before they took it over, yeah? Yeah. There was no maintenance done on it for ages because the firm knew that the government was going to buy it back, yeah. so they never bothered doing anything, yeah? Yeah. And then they didn't bother, and then when the government took it back, they had to resurface it, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so they know well, it's going to go. that's the same as this bridge over the motorway by me, though. On Badminton Road. Oh, I, that's so annoying, that's the that is. concrete falling down. That's so annoying, that is. It takes ages to get anywhere well, now, that shop. You're living where I live. Oh. So it's the same problem, basically. Well, I think so. I think it's the same sort of problem. The, the, pan, the concrete panels on that are no longer safe for you to drive over the bridge because there's a risk that it might fall on the motorway below. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's a bit frightening, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's a little bit frightening, isn't it? Bit, bits of concrete were dropping. Were they? Um, yeah. Um Oh. And they put a, a thing underneath to catch to see how bad it was dropping. Right. And it, it was bad enough that they got concerned to shut the bridge. Um, oh, right. Okay. No work seems to be happening on it. No, no, no. Well, they've got new traffic lights now down there yeah, on down Westerly. I've seen you at those traffic lights twice this week. Oh, no. Yeah. All right. You haven't seen me. I mean, I've, I've driven by and given you international sign language and everything. Oh, right. Yeah, I was going to the gym, yeah. Um, but basically... It's the it's a fundamental issue though, which is wider than just the schools because this it's just the schools thing. I think is a bit like um, part of the reality show of the news, isn't it? Because the news is basically like Big Brother. Isn't well, I think I think it the, was important for the schools thing because the kids were going back. The kids so people, were going back, and it, it sort of became a big issue the day before they were due back to school. Well, it's just trying to frighten so people. The timing's like as bad as it could be. Well, no, 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 no that's not an accident though. Is they've known about this for decades. The whole point well, of the story. Well, 1997, the first report came out to say that it needed to do it. So basically, they've known about it for over 25 years, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and and so it was no coincidence that Tony Blair made an announcement that there were going to be loads and loads of new schools built 
And we have, haven't we? We've seen lots of schools yeah. where a new build's been done and the old building that didn't actually seem that old because it was only 70s has been knocked down. The Victorian ones are still standing, but the 70s ones are all knocked down. Yeah, my old school got knocked down. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, 1997 was when it first came up. It became a real serious problem, according to the news in 2018. Um, but we've had distractions since, so nothing's happened. So really then... It's the same. It's the same issue, really. It's the timing of it is to do with the kind of soap opera, which is the news, isn't it? Is yeah. that it's kind of like, right? The kids are going back to school. What story have we got to frighten people now? Oh, right, all the schools are going to fall down. Okay, let's put that in. You're very cynical. Well, the news is just is a it soap not opera. Just that they safety checked them over no. the summer and decided that they weren't safe. No, because they've known about it for donkey's years. Yeah, but but it's one of those issues, isn't it, where. They just decided. Oh, okay. okay, you might be different to me, um, but when I take my car for an MOT, yeah, and it fails because it all does because I drive old cars. And yeah, that's just the way of the world. You get your list of got to be repaired or we won't pass it. Yeah, and I get all of those repaired, and then there's a list of advisories of you should get this fixed soon. Yeah, you've passed, but you should get this fixed soon. And I might think about doing them before I take it for the next MOT. Then you get the little list of, well, this is really minor, but keep an eye on it. Oh, I never, and I never look notice. at those until it. So it's yeah. the same thing, isn't it? We put things on a scale of urgency. And so the scale of urgency kept telling the government in charge at the time, which is two governments. Yeah. Technically, one's a coalition as well. So you could say three, yeah. there are three political parties to blame for this. Um. They they look at what needs doing urgently and where the cash needs to go now, mm. and this is lower down the priority list. So until it reaches right at the top and basically your action is too late, you've ignored a stitch in time saves nine adage, you've all, all of a sudden got yourself a bigger problem. But that's the modern world, though, isn't it? It's the same if we look at, say, you know... Paddy's Wigwam, the cathedral in uh, Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah, the Liverpool Metropolitan Cathedral is called, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. That was built in the 60s or 50s, wasn't it? Right, because they blew yeah. up the old one. And they had to be repaired in the noughties because it was falling down. But then you've got what, um, I don't know, Wells Cathedral, yeah. which was built in the Middle Ages, along with like you know all the other cathedrals yeah. built in the Middle Ages, who stood for what a thousand, nearly a thousand years, yeah. like Sartre Cathedral and things yeah, like yeah. that. But yeah, that's... not Sartre, that, sorry. Um, we went, yeah, we went through a period in history where um, money and speed was a greater priority than actually doing things well. Well, yeah, that's the story of modernity, isn't it? That's the story yeah. of... Because we were told after the Second World War that... Uh, get for, ready, people. Get your bingo card ready. He's going to say Mary, Mary Whitehouse any minute. <laughs> I'm going to say Mary Whitehouse. Well, she was right about some things. See? Uh, <laughs> she was, A lot of people said that, even the It was... Yeah, okay, right. I, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of hers. But no, no, what I mean is is we we went through a phase of believing that we were gods among men, and that's the big story, really, since the Second World War, yeah. that we as gods among men can forget about everything in the past because that was all bad and rubbish, and now build things and do things in completely new ways using these new materials, new things, new this, new that, new the other. We did it with housing blocks, isn't it? Is that we didn't have to... Um, 
we didn't have to uh, build houses like we've always done. Forget about that. We would build housing blocks. And in these yeah. new housing blocks, they'd be cities of the future, innit? Yeah. Well, if you look at the 60s, you can see, like, literal pictures of these cities in the sky and all that, which are all built of this concrete stuff, which is now in all the schools, yeah? Yeah. And what happened 20 years later, they all fell down. Yeah. And they all got blown up, didn't they? So it's not a new thing. It's basically how what's underneath all this is our attitude towards the past, our attitude towards received wisdom, and our arrogance and hubris, really, in believing that we can do things like this and get away with it, really. And I think for the politicians, is because they know they're only going to be in office for four years, right? It's not in their interest to spend money on those sorts of things. Yeah, that's because exactly it's the problem. But that's us, though. And, and it... it's not four years, though, is it? No. It's not four years because... Well, well, it has been. So it was more than four years for Tony Blair. It was more than four years for David Cameron. Well, it wasn't not, four not minutes for the last one, um, wasn't it? But, yeah, now, now the change in departments is so regular, you can always point to the person who came before you and blame them. And But... You, you never, never have to accept responsibility for yourself. Exactly. So, like, if I look at, say, this really strange, this, is I can name some cabinet members like Nigel Lawson and Ken Clark and people like that who were in the cabinet when I was a kid, right? I can't mem- I can't name half of them. Now, other than Ben Wallace, but I only know his name because it's funny, because it's Ian Wallace's son's got the same name. Yeah, but he's, but that's he's it. not in his post anymore. Is he? No. Well, no, I don't no, keep been, up with this. He's been replaced as, as defence minister. He gave up last week. Did he? He's been replaced well, by Grant I... Shapps, who's in his fifth job in the last 13 months or Isn't something. Isn't he the bloke who tried to buy boats and they weren't there or something, wasn't he? Something yeah, yeah, stupid, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, he's also <laughs> a man who's... Who go? Who used to have several aliases and was involved in pyramid selling schemes? Oh, nice um, guy. So yeah, he's uh, all right. But I think what I'm trying he's to now say... in charge of the nation's defence. Oh, so. nice one. Yeah, but I think I think what I'm trying to say is what this concrete thing shows is how we've changed fundamentally as a nation over the last hundred years or so, and what's happened is is we've replaced this idea of longevity with things being immediate. Yeah. And it's actually to do with all of us, really, not just the politicians. They're just useful people to blame, right? Is what we see now with things like morality is we say, well, we can do this because there's no immediate and obvious consequences. So when they built those things with this alienated concrete, right, there's no immediate consequences for them doing it. The consequences are years decades in the future right so they do it but what we see in scripture like we've been going through the bus trip Mm. is what god says is in his laws is you might not be able to see the consequences of these actions but wait they will be there so keep the law because things will go pear-shaped if you don't and what we did in the 60s we said these laws are stupid i can't understand the consequences for these laws there are none but the consequences of breaking the law were so uh, long-term yeah. that what's happening now is where things are literally crumbling 
is because we've actually changed yeah, fundamentally how we do things. Oh, I, I don't know how fond you are of dyeing your hair because you haven't really got enough to dye. No, I am. Um, no, <laughs> thanks for that. Yeah. You've, you got, shut up you've bald. got less grey than I have, but yeah. you've got less hair, so that's, you know, <laughs> it's a, it's percentages a, game, isn't it? Yeah, it is a bit. Um, but you know, it's it's for me, it's one of those things where when you're going to do something, it says find a test patch that you can't see and see how it works. And what we've fundamentally done is we shortcut that test patch bit. Yeah. Because we think that the aerated concrete worked, so we use it. And we yeah. don't just use it in a small scale and think, you know, what's it going to be like? We use it in a massive large scale because we've got to sort an immediate problem as cost-effectively as we can. And that's what it was done. It was a cost-effective way at the time. Um but, but it, it's like that old adage of buy cheap, buy twice. And yeah. But the other thing with it as well, though, is it's to do with it, it's to do with this idea that everything is new is good. So yeah. that's the thing is, oh, because this is new, therefore it must be good. Yeah, it was progress. No? Progress, yeah. And the progress don't work like that. And I think that's what we're finding out now is that just because something's new doesn't necessarily mean it's better. That's very true. And I think that's the thing. And, and you know, what we've found bit by bit is, and I think the, the last thing to say on this really is, what we do is, when these issues happen, we just blame the people in charge at the time. And we say, oh, well, it's their fault. But it's not actually their fault. It's the fault of everything going back 50 years. But we can't blame that. We have to blame the people who are there now. And I think... Yeah, it's... but that's typical of you, isn't it? What? You want to blame it all on Maggie Thatcher. <laughs> yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah, that's typical of you. <laughs> Who was in charge 50 years ago? I know. Let's blame that woman again. Well, yeah, she is... Well, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it is. But uh, that is what happens. Yeah, you're absolutely It right. is. Um, yeah, well, that's, it's no, there's no future in that. It's, but... it's really easy to, to blame the people of the past, but then sometimes that's the right thing to do. Because somebody's their fault. Yeah, and I think as well we have to be a bit more gracious about it, really, and uh, just see how this is a symptom of a deeper problem, which is to do with who we are as a, yeah. as a people and as a nation. So uh, in our next bit now, we're going to be talking about um, Day's Bible bus trip, and it's we're talking about the monarchy, the uh, uh, Israelite yeah. monarchy. Give us a king. Give us a king. So you're listening to those Vicar Blokes. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and to share and to comment. So uh, please put a comment if you're on Substack or anything else uh, about what you'd like us to watch, uh, what you think of the show, that sort of thing. And we'll we'll get what you agree with, what you disagree with. Uh, please put those in. That would be great. And share it round with your mates as well. Dave Coach's Bible Bus Trip.
Okay, and Dave, so we've, in our bus trip through the Bible, we've got as far as the monarchy. So I'll say a little bit about this before we kick off, really, yeah? yeah? Is you may notice that we've just got through what they call the Pentateuch, isn't it? Which is the first five books of the Bible, plus um, the other next two, which is Joshua and Judges. So historically, we've got where the Israelites have escaped slavery in Egypt. They've got into the promised land. Joshua's all about conquering the promised land. And Judges is basically chaos in it. Yeah. Judges is just a bunch of chaos. There's no king. And there's a lovely quote to the beginning, which is because there was no king and no law, everybody did what they wanted. So everything is complete chaos in Judges. It's where the books of uh, the stories of Samson are in yeah. and um, uh, Gideon and all of that. So it's all blood and guts, isn't it? Judges. Yeah. I quite like Judges. But the whole point of the book is it's chaos. Now, the reason that book is chaos is because historically at the time, the world was in complete chaos. So there's something called the Bronze Age Collapse, which happened at the end of the Bronze Age. And what that, what happened was... It's did all, it collapse? It did collapse, yeah, yeah, yeah basically. Oh, appropriate name then. It is a good name. Yeah. It's easy to remember, isn't it? Yeah. So basically what happened was the Minoan civilization, which is before the Greeks, which is where you have the Minotaur. Have you heard the story of the Minotaur? Yeah. Yeah, from that they collapsed, the Egyptians collapsed, the Hittites collapsed. And basically... Every empire around the Middle East just just collapsed, and nobody really understands why. And that's what was happening around the Book of Judges, where everything... It's a bit like the fall of the Roman Empire, really. Everything just went to pot. And then, coming out of that, we get the uh, Hebrew uh, or the Israelite monarchy. Now, what that marks when you read in the Bible is there's very different types of stories or after um, the book of Judges to what's before it. So before that, you can tell by reading it, it's in a very different style, and that marks that. So that's quite an important thing to remember because the history of the Old Testament, although everybody is convinced it's not true and it's all fiction and what have you and all of that, the history of the Old Testament with the names of the kings and the battles that happen in the historical books of the Bible, like Samuel, Kings and Chronicles and so on, is actually very accurate because they found quite a lot of archaeological evidence for people like King David, King Solomon and so on. It's it's very biased history because it's written from a yeah. certain point of view. You know, It's a bit like if I was to write the history of um, 1980s Britain, it would be very biased, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Who would be the villain in that story? Oh, oh, oh. Maggie Thatcher. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So if I was to write that, she'd have like big massive horns and things and stuff like that, wouldn't it? You yeah. Know? Yeah. That's right. So it's biased history because it's not trying to be anything else. Um, but it is nevertheless history. So the first character uh, we should talk about in this historical uh, story is King David. So Dave, as you're named after King David. The beloved. The beloved. Was he a good king or he bad? He was a dreadful king. I don't think he was that bad. He was bad. He was bad. Well, what was wrong with him? uh, What he did some good stuff. Yeah, he did some good stuff. But you have to overlook his his ethical ineptitude in order to 
to give him a good history, don't you? Okay, so King David killed Goliath, didn't he? So he's a very yeah, uh, yeah. hero. Hero. A hero then. Hero, yeah. Slingshot, we all know the story, right between the eyes, big giant. Yeah, and he kills the giant, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And is King David the top of his family? Is he someone who's in a royal line or anything else like that? Yeah. Is he? he well, no, not not initially, but he becomes. He becomes king. So he does, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, he's Samuel discovers him, doesn't he? Yeah, as the as the youngest son of Jesse, the one who couldn't possibly be, but Samuel gets these. Samuel Samuel calls in the night. That's it. Tells yeah. him that Eli's family are all pretty rotten and they're going to suffer. Um, we won't go back to the history of Samuel before that. Read one and. The first couple of chapters of the first book of Samuel, and they'll fill you in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he goes, sees Jesse, says the king's to come from your line, um, and the last one to come forward is David, who's the little weak one. Apparently, He's pathetic. According to, the, according to the Bible, but then he puts on the armor that fits him. So No, it doesn't fit him. He goes to put the armor on, and he doesn't fit him, and he goes into battle. Well, it was too heavy for him. Yeah, that's why he went in to fight Goliath with well, the armor. It was heavy, on. so he was. He was a bit puny. Yeah. Yeah. He was weak. I I kind of think that he's like being Polish. Really. Yeah, he's like a yeah, so, so bit, he's not sure, but he's but he's he's slight. Yeah, but in the ancient world being puny would have been a major problem for a king, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. I mean the idea that he went to the gyms is laughable as the idea that you go. <laughs> He's down. He's down the gym the same as me. Thank you for that, Dave. Yeah, I'm not right. into, any chance I get to rub it in. People's bingo cards. Yeah, I'm going to take you down one day, like, and see. We'll have a challenge, me versus Dave, down the gym, and see what, see who wins. Oh, it's always a health problem, isn't it? So I'm quite healthy, I think, but yeah. You know, I do have a bad back. I well, let, let us know if let us know if you'd like to have a kind of gym challenge with Dave to see yeah. uh, see who can who can bench press the most, like in it. So we'll see what happens then. But basically, da- King David is a hero at the beginning of the story, and he also it's worth remembering he comes from Bethlehem, just like Jesus. And Bethlehem is a backwater place. It's not an important place. It's a rubbish place. He's from a bit of a nothing burger family, isn't he? And a, a what? Nothing burger. Nothing burger. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Well, from a like a irrelevant family. Right. Right. Yeah. No, okay. I got the context of the expression. I've just never. You never heard a nothing burger. A nothing burger. All right. Yeah. So he's from that, and he ends up being king. Uh, and the reason he defeats Goliath is because he has faith in God. So he's he's a faithful, strong, heroic yeah. king, isn't it? And now we'll get to the bit you, you can say about... Uh, well, he's flawed. How is he flawed? Well... What's he do? Well, is it, it, I think the, the, the first part of his downfall is when the power of who he is goes to his head. And we got to bear in mind that he didn't fit into the traditional view of what a Christian marriage is. He didn't have one no, wife. He no, had no. multiple wives yeah. and several concubines. Yeah. But it was still forbidden to go anywhere near somebody else's wife. Yeah. And he looked out the window and he saw the wife of Uriah, Bathsheba, and he thought to himself Keep I, it clean now, keep it clean. I, I need to um entertain that lady. Oh right, yeah. Anyway, I need to clean. meet her. Yeah. And I so, need to meet her, yeah. So we met right. he met with her. And did naughty things. There we are. That's uh, clean, isn't it? It is um, clean, yeah. And, and then basically he had Uriah killed in the battlefield. So Uriah's Bathsheba's well, husband. What he tried to do was to get Uriah to come back from the battlefield 
to have relations with his own wife and then he could have fobbed his child off as Uriah's. But that didn't work because Uriah refused to have relations with his wife because he he thought it was he was doing something more important by being with the king. Yeah. Which was, you know, so like real... So he's, he's basically really it, sly. Yeah. And if you read Psalm 51, which is the psalm where King David asks for forgiveness, but uh, you see that King David then repents of this sin, that he, well, awful thing he did, because he had a bloke killed because he fancied his, his wife, right? Um, he, he repents of it. And the prophet Nathan actually holds him to task, doesn't he? And says he does, to him, yeah. uh, you better not do it. So King David, even though he wrote most of the Psalms or the Psalms attributed to him, you know, and he's the central figure in the Bible, he's flawed. He's flawed, yeah. Deeply flawed. Do, do the kings, as we go through uh, 1 and 2 Samuel, the books there, and 1 and 2 Kings, right, and 1 and 2 Chronicles, which are the same as the same stories in them, but they're told from a different point of view, do the kings get better or worse, Dave? Um, I wouldn't say they necessarily get better or worse, but they <laughs> they continue to show that they are human and flawed. They're awful, some of them, though, aren't they? Yeah, they they're terrible. Some of them. Well, they make really bad decisions, um, and what they tend to do is, like David did is to ignore the advice of those that are prophets. They ignore the pro- yeah, they ignore the prophets, those, they ignore the law. Those prophets that were before them that established the laws which they should follow mm. and those of their own age. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they shut their ears to the voice of wisdom. That that's it. They're foolish is probably the best way to put them. Yeah. They're foolish people and they all run after other gods. Uh, while this is all happening. So can you tell us something well, about... the God of the power, because they've been handed power that they perceive to be from by, through God. And actually, the, the Bible tells us that it's through God because people were fed up with the chaos of judges mm. and wanted to be ruled by kings. That was a request um, yeah. that, that God then actioned. Um, and God was opposed to them having kings. Um, so I do sometimes draw my mind into thinking... I wonder if God was trying to prove a point with these idiots. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was a bit, yeah. Uh, and because these people all want to be worshipped by those that are under their charge. But you've got to remember, though, that these kings that the Israelites have got are, are massively different to the other kings that are around. Is the idea that the king should serve the people uh, as servant of all and is from the bottom of society is a completely alien concept is the other kings which were around at the time kings of babylon egypt and so on they were all seen as gods they were god kings weren't they yeah absolutely but they that's the thing a different type of king but entirely it, but as soon as you turn it upside down it it can be a little bit like a sand timer yeah go on what do you so mean so in the sense that as soon as those that were on the bottom become those on the top hmm. they abuse the power and position that they're in just in in a similar way to those that are there hereditary and we yeah. then get the hereditary privilege mm. it still happens that we don't when when a king when when the king's reign was over it passed to the next in their family line it doesn't start again where somebody 
a system of prophecy works out who the next king should be. I mean, if you look at the way that um, that the Pope is chosen, yeah, yeah, it's an that's election. chosen in, in a way that it's not a hereditary way. It's done from Elections. an election where people seek to discern the will of God in, yeah. in who that is, and and so that is fundamentally would have been a better system of choosing the kings of Israel at the time. Well, that's how the Saxons used to king their, choose their kings, isn't it? Yeah. Because that's where our, uh, that's why our English um, king and understanding of kings is different to the continental, because a lot of it is based in the um, Anglo-Saxon Wooten and, and all of that. Yeah. So, but, but it's hereditary now. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it was so, pretty much then. But well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so... So we don't stick to that either. No, but I think I think what what you see though, you're right, is that even though we have this principle of the king serves the people, and it's a kind of upside down world, is we as human beings want to turn the world back to the way that it kind of is, which is where the powerful dominate the weak. Yeah, well, so we're corrupted that, by power. Aren't we? Yeah. So the story of the kings in the Old Testament is basically what they call a hyper true story. Because it's not really about just the Old Testament; it's about all forms of power all across the world. Yeah, and all it's a human story. Hyper true, in a different sense to the previous bits we've looked at, as being hyper true, though. Yeah, because actually there's historical evidence of these people, whereas yeah. there was considerably less historical evidence of and some that's... of the other stuff. That's right, and that's the major difference between before the Bronze Age collapse and afterwards, is that now we have a lot of historical evidence to say a lot of these things actually did happen, right? Um, but they are hyper-true, because they're not just about David, they're not just about Solomon or um, Jezebel and all these uh, um, all these other kings and queens that came afterwards. They're actually about here and now. So I think if we think about the King Arthur stories... We have that idea that uh, the land and the king are one, and under good leadership, the land will prosper under a king who keeps the law, and that comes directly from the idea of uh, King David and all these other kings. So when our rulers don't keep the law and they're corrupt, the land uh, falls apart, and it's hyper true because that's why we have schools which are crumbling. Yeah, because our schools are crumbling because we have rulers that don't keep the law that are corrupt, which don't look to the future, and are it, it was ever thus. Oh, well, it's not... Yeah, we should point out that's not unique to this country. That is, no. That's a worldwide, all-time yeah, yeah, system. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think the the last thing, or the couple of other things to say is, is might get a bit confused when you read these stories. Sometimes you think, like, oh, you're worshipping gods, that's... That's okay because we have to be kind of open-minded and you know liberal about things, right? Yeah, yeah. But what we we do know because we've got archaeological evidence for the type of gods they were worshiping, people like Baal and uh, other people like that. And do you know what they used to do to worship Baal, no. Dave? Don't you? No. Oh, it's really good. It's horrendous, right? What they would do is Baal was this massive kind of uh, statue with a big furnace in the middle. Yeah. Right. You know, they talk about in some parts about passing through the fire. Yeah. Right. Well, what they would have is it's like a big bull with a huge furnace in the middle. Right. 
and all the smoke came out of the bull's nostrils because yeah. they were like chimneys, yeah? And they used to have all these drums around, right? And what you would do to sacrifice to Baal is you would take your sacrifice and throw it in the in the in the burning pit, yeah. right? Yeah, and it would go up through the nostrils of Baal and through his horns and stuff while the drums played. And the more valuable your sacrifice, the more Baal would bless you with prosperity, because right. Baal blessed people with prosperity and power, right? What's the most valuable thing you can throw into into that? No, don't tell me that. People didn't throw their kids through. Yeah. Oh. All the time. It was just completely normal. They chucked their own kids in. And if there was their firstborn as well, that's why they had the drums. Because the drums would play so that you couldn't hear the kids or the people screaming. Honestly. Blimey. That's awful. Yeah. No. I... So that's the... I'll try to forget that again. Yeah, it, yeah, it is what they what they was was just what they did. It was it was the the prophets of Baal, and as they did it, they worked themselves up into frenzy. The priests of Baal, and what they would do, they would cut themselves as they did it as well, uh, as they did it into this kind of frenzy as they threw people in. It's just insane. And they, the other ones, which are about the high places in the Old Testament, it talks yeah. about high. That's where they're on about. That's what the high places were. It was all these temples on top of mountains and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, the sacred poles they used to have as well. Yeah. So what the poles were, you say they're not totally... It'd be a pole a bit like, you know, the old uh, totem poles that we've seen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They were like a big pole like yeah. that with a big spike at the end. So how they used to sacrifice things on the poles was they used to like put like bits on the poles. And this is all very gruesome. Yeah. yeah. It's not very pleasant, is it? No. So when when we hear stories about um kings in the Old Testament tearing down the high places and the sacred poles and stuff, people go, Well that's a bit narrow minded. Why does he want to get rid of all these things? Yeah, that's yeah, not absolutely. very nice, is it? Yeah, but it's what, yeah. But you need to understand what was going on to actually yeah, understand. But it doesn't tell us that though, does it? Well no, because everybody would have known because Baal wasn't a kind of five-minute god who came and went. He was around for thousand, you know, for a thousand years. He was loads of people used to worship him. Yeah, but but, but where you find that information is in a, a certain style of commentary that doesn't necessarily make the major circulation. Well, well, I don't know. It's in Jerome biblical commentary, but yeah, it's in it's in the commentaries. Yeah, yeah. But you'd have to go to the theological college to find that out, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, you probably would. Yeah, and you got to like a bit of gore, and I do like a bit of gore. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah, you like that gory stuff, don't you? Whereas I, I'm not so keen on that gory stuff. Yeah, but I do. I like, like the soppy romantic stuff. What, like Bathsheba? All right, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not romantic. That's not romantic. Yeah, no. no, no, that's straight down to business. But <laughs> Careful now. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that's the thing, is is in some ways um, the world of the Bible is totally alien, but in other ways it's completely familiar. Is The same principles happen today because these stories are true. They're hyper-true for all time, aren't they? Yeah. The prophets, so like Isaiah, Jeremiah, they spend all their time uh, basically telling them, stop doing this, don't do that, this is a bad idea, if you carry on doing what you're doing, everything's going to fall apart, and they say, shut up, let's chuck the kids in the fire, because that's the way to go, 
and Baal will help us. And they're going like, no, bad idea. Don't do that. You know? But that's exactly what we do now. We might not... Maybe... Maybe... Maybe we do throw the kids in the fire. Yeah. But we just don't see it. Maybe. Well, who makes our clothes? Yeah. Well, absolutely. This is... This is a... Uh, a thing that I've been looking at recently is, you know, we point to um, India and China and say they're the biggest polluters, sort them out um, before we worry about ourselves. And then I look at every item of clothing I'm wearing now, and other than my finest Italian shirt... <laughs> is that from Barbacolis? Uh, no, it's not. No, it's from um, Ivy Robes, but we won't wear it. We call them Barbacolis. It's cheap, man. Well, I know, but so was this. All oh, right, okay. Um, All right, but, you know, yeah. claims to be Italian, but it's probably Italian. I get genuine Italian. I did. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, but, you know, if we're, if we're going to let them make everything for us, we have to be responsible for their output. And that's the same, isn't it? Yeah. That's the same. That's what we're doing. We're not worrying about how badly they treat their kids and what conditions they're... they're Making our stuff for us. It's not. It's not something we, we see. Blind eyes, but we don't see it. But we are still committing those same crimes of. And it, and it's the same. It was the same in the 18th century with uh, transatlantic slave trade. Yeah. People didn't see it. It was something that happened, you know, over there, out of yeah. sight, out of mind. So we're yeah. not much better, I don't think. You know. We're just. We're just more globalized. And I think we're just used to it. I think. Is with evil, you get used to it. And I think that how we live, we think as of, as normal, right? And it's easier to see the sins of a culture which is different to us than to see the sins in our own culture. And in the same way as it's easier to see the sins of other people than it is to see the sins of ourselves. Yeah. And I think that's what uh, the Bible asks us to do, is to look at... Um, who we truly are, which, a bit like King David, sometimes is dead good, and sometimes is not very good at all. Yeah, yeah. You know. um, but Nick- I mean, we're 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 post Jesus in the sense that I'm not saying Jesus isn't relevant. Don't hear that wrong. What I'm saying <laughs> post is Jesus has been. Jesus has set the example. Jesus has left the advocate, and what he actually says is, you need to start with yourself. And to be more like Christ, yeah. And that's but if that's our starting point, then then we can't necessarily go very far wrong. No, and as well, what Jesus does is he creates the conditions where we can be reflective on ourselves by through forgiveness. Is if we understand that we're forgiven by God and we live in a forgiving society, then we can be more honest with ourselves. And I think that's the problem a lot of the time with our politicians, like that one that swore yeah. uh, the other day. What was the name now? Gillian Keegan. Yeah, yeah. Is the reason that people are so judgy to them is because we live in a judgy world. Yeah. And nobody's asked what she was actually saying there was, you know, um, why doesn't anyone say you've done a good job? Why does everyone have a go at me? Well, your point of a politician is to be there for people to have a go at and to blame. <laughs> yeah. That that's the reason they exist. <laughs> that's is your only purpose in life. Their only purpose. They're, they're not there to that's run the country. A... They're not there to do anything other than to be kind of pantomime hate villains that we can judge. You are so cynical. No, but it's true. So they're not. They're it. not in charge of anything. Then, in and I think that it's only in a forgiving society 
that you can actually be reflective enough to say, actually, um, I'm not very good sometimes, uh, and I'll work on it. Yeah. And I think it's amazing, really, that in our founding document of the Bible, we have our heroes like David and uh, Solomon and so on, these kings who are broken and fallen and great but rubbish wrong and wrong'uns, yeah, yeah, yeah but also good'uns, good'uns and wrong'uns all in one, which is the opposite of what we're told at each election, which is vote for me because I'm perfect, don't vote for them because they're evil. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Which is, the truth is that we're all a bit of both, really. So in our next bit, we'll be talking about this. Doctor Who program, isn't it? Trust she, me. Trust me. With nothing doc- to do with Doctor Who. She's in it. Doctor Who's because in it. She's an actress. She's not Doctor Who. She's Doctor you're, Who. You're having that problem between um, reality and TV again, aren't you? What? <laughs> she's Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, if I can't not see her now as Doctor Who. No, maybe not. I watch too much Doctor Who. All right. Okay. So trust me. You are listening to one of three current podcasts that go out from the Yates and Froomside Mission area. Um, we're obviously the best one. So, what's the other ones? Well, we've got the connection. I know about the connection. And, and Ben has just started one. Oh, his, right. His sermon materials and his what he calls homilettes. Homilettes from his from his midweek Eucharist. Oh, so um, yeah. Hey, that's a good idea. All oh, right, I'll have to subscribe to that. I knew about the connection. I didn't know yeah, about yeah, homilettes. So that's new this week. So, oh right, um, yeah. Keep in touch with what's happening in the Yate and Froom side, but make sure you subscribe to those vicar blokes, and we'll give you all of the uh, the best bits of the news. Um, we'll talk you through some biblical stuff, and we'll talk about some TV every week. We'll bicker about TV. That's bicker, what they say. Yeah. Bicker. We bickered last week. People moaned because we bickered last week a little bit. Did they? Oh, yeah, and what upset me is some people said that for the first time ever they agreed with you more than they agreed with me. Well, that's good, isn't it? So... Yeah, first time. Right, so Dave um, asked us to watch. Well, we, we, we looked at it. It was like in the top 10, uh, this program with uh, Dr. Who in called uh, Trust Me. Trust Me, yeah. Yeah, what's her name, Dr. Who? Jodie Whittaker. Jodie Whittaker, that's it. Yeah, Dr. Who, right. Anyway, so she was a nurse. Yeah, that's she it. She was a nurse who, who tried to be a whistleblower Yeah. Um, in the first episode. And, um, and basically her concerns weren't heard, um, which... It obviously made the top ten to be viewed because that was very similar to what was in the news about Lucy Letby. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah, killer nurse in it, yeah, yeah. So that's why it came back and w- and was an issue. Um, but it did you? How much of it did you watch? I only watched one. You did you like, like it? I, I knew, I I knew what? it. I knew it. I thought watching no, it, I thought I Dave would love like it. it. Didn't, I didn't actually yeah. like it, but I still watched it all because oh, I am so committed boring. to our podcast. It's so boring. Whereas you just clearly haven't got the same commitment. But it was so boring. No, but you missed the best bits. What? I knew exactly. All right. I'll but, tell you now what you know happened. What I, you I'll, know? I'll tell you what happened, right? Yeah. yeah you won't. I bet you get it wrong. Go on. All right. All right. So what, what happens is she, she tries to blow the whistle and her mate was a, a doctor and it went abroad. So she abroad. so she impersonated her mate and got a job in Edinburgh. And yeah. So she moved up to Edinburgh from Sheffield, right? 
And then she was on the wards and she didn't know what she was doing. Yeah. But the nurses liked her because she was nice and caring, like a nurse, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah, her calling was as a nurse, not as a doctor. doctor right, yeah. yeah. So she started messing up and then I, I sort of... Anyway, so th- that's what happened. So I t- and then she got with that bloke who got divorced, who was the other doctor. The doctor isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. got she got with him, right? Now what was going to happen in the f- in the next few episodes? I reckon you can tell me if I'm right. Was that he got more and more suspicious, right? The doctor, yeah. And the other nurse who got suspicious of her because she wasn't like other doctors because she was too nice, right? Yeah. yeah? And then bit by bit, the whole story kind of. The, the the lie got too big for her, and then basically they all found out, and that was it. No, no, Wasn't no, it? no, no. It is darker than that. Is it? It gets so dark that you would like it. Oh right, does so, it? All oh, so, right, okay. So the new I boyfriend, bit nice, the new doctor, yeah, you know, the new boyfriend. Um, they they get into a relationship, and basically she they're in the bed, and she gets a phone call in the night. Oh, off the. Off, off the papers, isn't it? Off the no, off oh. the care home where her dad is. Oh, right. So you yeah. need to come now because he's, you know, he's off. Like. He's off. Yeah, you ain't got long. So off she goes, um, and but he'd answered the phone. She'd gone off to the toilet. He'd answered the phone, and they said, "Is Kath there?" But of course, her name wasn't Kath when she was a doctor. Oh no. Um, she it's, was Ali, wasn't she? Yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, so so he answered the phone, and then she took it, and then she went off to see her dad. And so he starts looking to see who this Kath is. So he Googles the person that she's meant to be, and there's this picture in the paper with the names underneath, and he's like, well, that's her, isn't it? So he arranges for them to go away for the weekend, um, tells her that he knows that she's oh. impersonating. All right. And yeah. instead of doing the right thing, he starts training her how to be a doctor. Oh, so he helps her get away with it. So he helps her to get away with it. Yeah. Well, her ex-boyfriend, the father of her child... Oh, yeah, the useless bloke. Yeah, yeah. well, he's yeah. a bit useless. Yeah. He um, he applies for a chat transfer at his new job so as he can move nearer to her. Oh, right. Because he yeah. doesn't know they're not together anymore. No. He knows they're apart, but he doesn't realise their relationship's ended. He okay. just thinks that they're living... He's a bit weird. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So he moves to Edinburgh to be buyer. Yeah. And basically, the other doctor bumps him off. Oh right. Okay. So it does so, get a bit better then. So it gets really dark, and what it shows is that we can start with really good intentions, and we can want to do the right thing. And even when she went and tried to be a doctor, it was because really she wanted to do the right thing. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Um, and it was easier to impersonate somebody else than it was to to see through what had happened. Um, And so the intentions were right, but then everything falls apart when we start to tell the lies and things get corrupted easily and other people get dragged into the corruption and themselves become corrupted. What's it? Behold, your sins will find you out. Yeah. That's actually... It was really deep in its story. Right. I must admit, halfway through the second episode, I fell asleep and woke up halfway through the third. So I had to go back and watch it. But then I'm a binge watcher, so I'll watch oh, hours right, and hours yeah. and hours of it once, which is why I show much more commitment to you. Oh, well, I was but just watching Arnold. Several weeks ago, we watched Dawson's Creek. Oh, uh, you know, God. One not, yeah. I, I watched the whole since thing. Since then, 
I've watched all 99 oh, hours of it and finished this week sobbing to the you need, last episode. You, you need to get a life, mate. Sobbing. You need to get a life. What about... Why don't you watch something decent like, I don't know, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer or something oh, like that? I saw that years ago. I don't need to watch it again. Well, you saw Dawson's Creek years ago. Oh, yeah, but it was good, whereas Buffy oh, was a bit naff. God, it's it? so normie. It's such a normie. Anyway, but I think this, getting back away from Dave's normie choices, right, for stuff. Yeah, I was watching Vinland. I finished Vinland. That was good. Do you know, every, I, yeah, oh, I, haven't, I, I still watch that. I it's great, say, is Vinland. Not, not so intently. Um, but loads of people who I know listen to us. They much prefer my TV choices to yours. They don't watch yours. They don't think they? your choice is rubbish. Well, that's because you're a normie, isn't it? That's the thing. What's wrong with my TV well, choices? Well, cater into our audience here. Whereas <sighs> you're a cater into your own... I like it. ...weird nature. Well, there's nothing wrong... I quite like it. Well, things like what? Well, like, where are they all, husband? That was good. Yeah, no, no, they didn't watch that. Didn't they? No, and they didn't like Vinland. And Vinland's they... awesome. I mean, and most of them were already seen Breaking Bad, so I was... Oh, right, okay, that yeah. Was good. Yeah, that was good. Breaking Bad was yeah. good, yeah. Yeah. But this one, though, I think what it's about is... Yeah, you're right, actually. It did probably get a bit better, but it was just a bit slow, I thought. Do you know what I mean? It was just there, like, going, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it's just a bit monotonous. I thought they could have cut a lot out of it and made it a bit faster. Oh, I definitely think it could have been an episode shorter. Yeah, it could I mean, be. It four, but it could have been probably done in two or three, I would have thought. Yeah, but I've been watching, like, more anime, you know, and that's always a lot faster, isn't it, anime? Well, yeah. Well, like, One one Piece, isn't it? That's yeah, but good. Because uh, they're not worried about whether or not it makes sense. It does make sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. Anyway, so with the um, with this idea of the behold your sins will find you out, I think that that shows though linking that to the rest of what we've been on about is is to do with consequences, isn't it? Is that she thought that there wouldn't be any dire consequences in her pretending to be a, a doctor because she in her mind like, could do it. Yeah, and she thought, oh, this would be a good thing to do, right? And it doesn't matter if I'm lying because I'm lying for a good intention. Yeah, and this is where we always go wrong, is, and this is where loads of stuff goes wrong in our society, where people think there's such a thing as an honourable lie. And Thomas Aquinas uh, is really clear on this, and I think he's dead right. Is what we do when we lie, is we bend the nature of reality, but we can't bend the nature of reality, so we try and change the world by our own thoughts and our own speech. Yeah. But we can't because reality is always there. We can kind of pretend it's not there. Like the reality is she's not a doctor. Yeah. Right? But she's trying to pretend that she is. But it doesn't matter what she says, she's still not a doctor. Yeah. And in the end, reality will bite her back, won't it? Yeah. And then you have to tell more and more lies. And you have to... It's like what... We were told as kids, isn't it? Is it don't lie because you'll just make it worse. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. We all kind of know it, but I think, I think we we're losing that now in our society. This idea that um, lying can be good if it's done in the service of a greater good, mm. and I I don't think that's possible. I, I was no, I don't think it's possible. The thing that did please me though is that it was. Um, it was impossible to have actually been a real scenario. Yeah, I thought that. Yeah, That's what put me off. You know, you've actually, you got the, you got this, 
the people waiting for her to provide her passport that she can't provide. You know, there's absolutely no way yeah. that that she could have got to the, be in the position she was. So it was reassuring to know that she couldn't do it because we're all aware that there are safeguards to stop that happening. Yeah. So at least that is something positive out of it being. It, it was. I think the bit that put me off the most, and I thought this is just a ridiculous story now, is that uh, in the first episode where she's got to put a chest drain in because somebody's been in a car yeah. crash, isn't it? And their lungs are filling up with blood, so she's got to put a drain in for it. Yeah. And she didn't know where to begin. So the nurse says, oh, it's the third intercostal space, right? Yeah. Which is intercostals, the muscles between your ribs. Yeah. You, know, you have Chinese spare ribs. Yeah. That's intercostal muscles. So the, she cuts it open and she sticks the drain in and then she puts her thumb over the incision to stop the blood coming out. And the nurse goes, oh, you better take your thumb off that then. And I may go in like, that's such a error that would never, you know, that would be a mass. I know it was seen as a bit of a red flag, but that's just, yeah, that would be happening like all day. So it was a bit ridiculous, really, I thought for that. I don't know. Let us know, right, in the comments. We need to get some more anime fans watching this, right, or listening to this. Is let us know in the comments that if my TV is really that bad, I think it's pretty good. Okay, so I enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Let, just let him know how bad it is. He he invited the other week rubbish fe- feedback. If you think we're rubbish, yeah, yeah. So if you do think his TV's rubbish, then let him know. And <sighs> don't forget to give us suggestions of what you want us to watch and comment on. I think the so, most important thing with that is that what we really need is something that gives a window on humanity. And that's the most important programs for us to watch. Are the yeah. ones that give a window on humanity. Like Vinland. To give us... Like Vinland and... and uh, like where Dawson's Creek. Oh. Where we all about teen angst. Oh, um, but you know, let's know yeah. what you want us to watch. And yeah, watched, you know, well, Twelve Angry Men was Connect. was really good. This best really film I've seen for years. That and we're well over really to recommendations because we're well aware that probably you don't all enjoy the same stuff TV that we do. Well, it's not normally narrow, but in different directions, boring stuff. Anyway, but we've got a good program for next week. So you say? Yeah, it's Korean, right? Yeah. yeah. It's called The Fiery Priest. Is it in English? I asked you this yesterday. You can have it on subbed, on the dubbed, but you can have it on subbed as well. Right, okay. Watch it on subs. The Fiery Priest on yeah. Netflix. Yeah, it's about a priest who's also a kind of action hero. Who well, goes I've around... already seen the trailer. It looks hilarious, doesn't it? No, it looks awful. <laughs> but I'm going to watch it because, because I just do watch my the... own work in that nature. Just watch the first episode. It'll yeah. be fine. And we got one for the week after. We're going to watch um, Harlan Coben's Shelter on Amazon Prime. Okay, is that a film or something? It's, no, it's a series. It's, they're not all on yet. It's a new oh, episode every right, Friday. Okay, right. I think there's five by the end of today. or, or Okay. Maybe there's already five. Right, but, okay. Yeah. I'll watch that uh, in the meantime, along with The Fiery Priest. Yeah. So that's good. So thanks for listening again to this. And uh, let us have your comments, etc. And... Uh, Next week, we'll be talking about the news, the TV with the fiery priest, and we'll be continuing our bit through the Bible where we'll be talking about the fall of um, Jerusalem and the the exile. So more blood and gore next week. Brilliant.